This episode of the OCPHA podcast was recorded at the OCPHA meeting of September 2021. We're going to move on to our pharmacy uh, career in the spotlight segment. And this this month, we've got a really special guest, Mary Pham. Mary, hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you, Rod? Great. Um, I think you're going to find Mary represents an avenue of pharmacy that will make all of us jealous. Um, <laughs> she's really she's really figured it out. And I've known Mary a long time since she was uh, fresh out of pharmacy school. And um, I was more than happy to uh, to help provide a position for her up in uh, Vons and Bakersfield. But she's moved on many times since then. And uh, I appreciate you coming aboard, Mary. Oh, no problem. Hi, everybody. So um, Mary's an Orange County pharmacist, and I think we'll start by just asking you um, briefly to tell us your journey from pharmacy school to what you're doing today. Sure. So I graduated from USC Pharmacy School, so go Trojans, fight on, in the year 2000. And so that was 21 years ago, and I'm four kids later, super busy. Um, But it's definitely taken a lot of twists and turns. And I think I really would have never predicted what I would be doing today, um, 21 years ago. So I mean, and it's funny, because right fresh when I came out of my last year of pharmacy school, I actually there was interviews um, going on, you go to the tables and USC sets that up. And Rod was one of the one of the people that interviewed me and and, and offered me a job as well. Um, And so I did take that position, but I also took um, other positions. Um, But what I'm doing now, um, I am a consultant pharmacist. I work as a contractor for the federal government. Um, I also um, started my own consulting firm um, and have a couple of clients helping federally qualified uh, health centers and clinics as a 340B subject expert. And my husband decided to talk me into opening a specialty pharmacy, and I opened that during COVID last year. Um, and so I'm kind of still a jack of all trades, um, but I guess I just don't like being bored. And I just, I think there's just so much, so much that you can do in pharmacy. And so um, when I get the opportunity, I definitely just um, take it. But just looking back, you know, 21 one years ago, you know, when I accepted that position with, with Rod, Rod Patterson, they actually offered me a pharmacy manager position just right out of school. And I, I was actually very shy. I didn't think that I could do it, but you know, Rod and his team gave me that confidence to do that. And um, I had also been an intern at the local Kern County Hospital, and they actually had offered me a job as well. Um, So I took both because I was working three and four hour, 12 hour shifts um, at Vons and like a fresh new, you know, energetic graduate and wanted to pay my school loans. I did work two jobs. And so I worked both at Vons as a pharmacy manager and I worked at Kern Medical Center um, inpatient in the pediatric department Um, just because I just wanted to keep my skill sets up. And um, I just you just never know what what's going to happen in the pharmacy world. So I think I'm just really glad that I kept I kept doing that. And then eventually I moved from Kern County and got married and moved down to Orange County. 
and um, Vons was able to transfer me um, down to Orange County. And then I worked at the pavilions in Newport Coast. I opened a brand new store. Um, and then my friends with my clinical experience um, asked me to take on a part-time job as a long-term care consultant. So I really liked that just because uh, it was something new, but it kept up my clinical skills. And so I was doing that part-time as well. Um, and I did that for about five years. And I think I just got really lucky. I happened to be working at pavilions and still doing my long-term care consulting. And um, the interim director at Children's Hospital Orange County um, said that his wife just loved um, coming to me. I was just very, you know, uh, I was very engaged with her. And, um, and so he offered me an interview and then he offered me a position. So I I didn't had to leave Vons and I moved on to the Children's Hospital Orange County. I became their outpatient pharmacy manager, um, did the ambulatory work. I was a preceptor to students and residents on the Chalk Mobile Health Clinic. Um, that was just a great experience. I was out in the field on a mobile clinic um, during the H1N1 so many years ago. And now we're in COVID, you know, a decade later. Um, but that was a great experience. And I was there for about six years. Um, and um, the chief hematologist that I'd worked for for years, um, I also oversaw her uh, 340B. It's a federal discount program, um, hematology program. Um, so she actually uh, opened a nonprofit, a nonprofit uh, hemophilia treatment center. And she offered me a job to help open a pharmacy. Um, so given that I had two kids and I was pregnant, I thought that that was a good time for me to move on to something else six years later, um, kind of have a better, you know, schedule. And so we kind of just started, I started from scratch opening a, um, a specialty pharmacy from the ground up. And, you know, we grew that program um, from two FTEs to about 50 FTEs. And I was promoted and eventually became the uh, chief operating officer and chief compliance officer, where I oversaw all of the clinic operations for the providers. I oversaw the pharmacy department. I oversaw corporate compliance, nonprofit grants. I was the, I became the grant officer. Um, and doing that, I kept my education. I went and got a nonprofit certificate. I went and got a uh, healthcare compliance certification and tested for that. Um, I also pursued getting my master of finance. I really like the numbers. I think a lot of pharmacists like the numbers. So I think we're, we're very diligent numbers people. And, and so um, the management part, the financial part really intrigued me. Um, and so um, I did that for another five or six years. And um, eventually, I think I worked too much because I had four kids. Um, I was doing a lot. Uh, we just grew so fast and I decided to take a break. Um, and I was also doing just work that people would call me to do just small project work. And so um, I eventually took a, took a break from that. And um, I had the government call me to ask me to do some contractor work because I had helped with some technical uh, work with them doing presentations and policies and procedures. Um, and so they hired me to be a contractor um, with my 340B subject expertise. And I still do that now. Um, that that work, um, the only issue with the work is that I had to travel a lot. Um, I, tra I probably traveled to every single state <laughs> over the past uh, three or four years um, doing uh, the work as a contractor for the government. So um, 
So eventually my husband didn't like that too much, nor my kids. So um, an opportunity for me came up to get my, to open a pharmacy. Um, some, a colleague of mine from a very long time ago said that I should open my own specialty pharmacy and go for a bid. So I went through the UC system bid project, which is a pretty big deal. I had to write a 20 page bid and budget um, background checks and all of that. And I actually won the bid. Um, so that was great. And I opened my pharmacy under my own name um, as the owner um, just last year. And so basically um, it's hematology oncology products and um, they, I'm a 340B contract pharmacy. Um, the providers send me all of their patients based on that bid. Uh, it's, a, it's one of the UCs that I, I won that bid from. And I'm hoping to actually apply for another UC um, to win that bid as well coming upcoming in uh, October soon. Um, but it's been a great, I, I really love the specialty job. It's very hands-on, it's low volume, um, and it's very hands-on with patients. We talk to patients every day. I have an intake coordinator, customer service. Um, we do the medical, we do the billing both on the pharmacy uh, benefit side and on the medical benefit side. Um, but all of my my drugs ship out at two o'clock and I'm pretty much flexible at the end of the day. So um, I can go pick up my kids. I still do my consulting work because um, I still own my consulting portion of my my uh, corporation under FAM Consulting, and I still do my independent contractor with with the HRSA Health and Resource Services Administration Department, um, and they're very flexible with me. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's it's been a long journey, but um, I'm just really happy. Um, with where my where I, I am now, where I'm able to kind of, you know, all of my jobs allow me to be with my family and have that flexibility, but still give me, it still allows me to to just do the things that I can do and stay stay up to date in the pharmacy field. And um, yeah, I also just um, also started, I love doing the hands-on work of vaccinating. I got certified last year to vaccinate. I volunteered at a couple of clinics. Um, and I just won the CalVax grant. They were they were coming out to me to be a site because I I know a lot of people in the community. So I'm getting my freezer this week, and I'm going to actually have COVID vaccinations on site at my my little specialty pharmacy. So it's pretty exciting. Um, but that's what I'm doing now, and I still get phone calls to do small projects. So. Um, yeah, it's been a good journey, Rod. And I, I love Rod because he was there with me from the beginning. Well, that was the easiest hire I ever made, believe me. <laughs> um, boy, you wear so many hats, Mary. I told you that she's got it figured out. She's got work-life balance totally uh, where it should be. I see her her postings with her four boys all the time. So she's, she's definitely um, doing all those things and raising a family. And um, so regarding the 340B program, that's kind of... Uh, I guess, a uh, major part of your specialty pharmacy. Aren't there some risks with that, that um, the government might cut it, cut it way back to make it uh, much less profitable? Yeah, that's been in the news a lot. Um, so the 340B program is a federal discount program that enables eligible entities such as disproportionate share hospitals, which are hospitals that serve a disproportionate disproportionate share of like uh, Medicaid self-pay uninsured um, and a, the very vulnerable population of uninsured um, patients and then uh, HRSA grantees 
uh, such as hemophilia treatment centers, federally qualified centers, uh, STD clinics, they qualify. And so they get this federal discount, which is 30 to 40 to 60% off a drug. And we also get drugs that are, that are a penny. So a lot of the new drugs that come on to market, there's really expensive, like the insulin, uh, we can get that, you know, at pennies. Um, um, and those those drugs are usually given for free for those patients. But uh, the program was originated uh, in order to help these safety net clinics, uh, which are the ambulatory care. You'll see those federally qualified um, safety net uh, clinics throughout, you know, throughout the country. And there's a lot of fraud and abuse with that program because that 60, 70, 80, 90% of that margin is what we call, you know, program income. And so there's a lot of rules and regulation on how to spend that money. The the government requires that you spend that money uh, back into the community for staffing, for patients. Um, But there is a lot of fraud and abuse. And because of that, um, it's been in the news uh, because there are some hospitals, some clinics, you know, that abuse that program, make lots of money and don't use it for the intended purpose. You know, our hope is it's it's always, it's been in the spotlight a couple of times. I think that they're taking care of some of those layers of compliance. Um, and there's a lot of audits that go on with that program. Um, our hope is that that program continues because it's so beneficial to the community. Um, I'm a contract pharmacy for the 340B program. And a lot of the drugs that we give out, even if it's very expensive. We give it for free um, because these patients need the treatment. And so that's the intention of the program. But um, our hope is that, you know, it, it did, it's, it's a balance of the many manufacturers, the hospitals, you know, the government. So, um, but yeah, it is, you always see that in the news. Um, so far there's been very limited cuts on it, but yes, it, it, it's always up um, and discussed uh, about how to cut, cut, cut that back. Right. So Mary, I know, I think, I think the journey you've been on has really been uh, inspiring to our listeners, you know, all the things that the career moves you've made for positive reasons and how you've landed where you are now doing, uh, you've kind of fashioned a pharmacy career that, that fits you, but um, very briefly, how, what words of advice would you give anybody on this call that would like to pursue similar footsteps? I see a lot of students. So I think for me, I think the best advice I can give you guys is that during my during my student years at pharmacy school, I I kind of made that strategy to that I would try different things during my internship. I actually worked in a compounding pharmacy the first year of my pharmacy school. I worked in UCLA in the inpatient for my second and third year. And I said that I wanted to do retail in my last year because I felt like Doing retail in my last year would help me prepare for my boards because of the patient consultations. And I would take out a package insert every day to learn a drug every single day to help me study for the boards. Um, and I still had all good relationships with all of my 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 managers when I left saying, you know, I just wanted to try something different. And I think coming out with a really diverse background of experience really helped me get you know, um, I was really get a lot of offers and I continue to keep up both my clinical skills, the retail skills, they're all, there's, they're all skill sets that you need to use to get just, I, I was really blessed. I really didn't apply for jobs. I was just offered jobs. Um, and because of just strong work ethic and I was always been direct and, um, honest and very fair with people and just developed really just good, long lasting relationships with my colleagues. Um, so that would be my advice for the future pharmacists of 
how I got to where I am today. Great advice, Mary. Thanks. Thanks again. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, and I think your advice is well taken by everyone. I think we all enjoyed hearing from you. I wish we had more time, but we do have to keep it going. But thank you so much, Mary. No problem. All right. Bye-bye.